The Chicago White Sox lost a tough one on Sunday afternoon to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Through 10 games, the White Sox have not been able to win back-to-back games or win a series. Tough test on Monday as the White Sox visit the first-place Minnesota Twins. Dylan Cease kicks off the series, and hopefully the Chicago White Sox can finally put it all together at Target Field. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked on White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked on in the game. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox sit at four and six, minus 15 run differential. You know, they're giving up a ton of home runs, not on Sunday, uh, but lately uh, walking a bunch of batters. You know, it's early, but boy, starting pitching has been a roller coaster. Uh, game 10 of the season was on Sunday. Sox lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates one to nothing they lost the series once again coming into Sunday's game the White Sox led the American League in batting average 287 extra base hits 35 total bases 155 and doubles 26 they ranked second in on-base percentage with a 353 and third in runs per game 5.8 OPS 817 and slugging 464. Uh, one of those players uh, that has been absolutely electric unfortunately had the day off on Sunday but Luis Robert wow started off pretty slow uh, in Houston but Uh, has come on and he has made his presence felt uh, offensively for sure and defensively uh, coming into uh, Sunday's game, obviously with that day off, but I guess you can say entering uh, Monday's game against the Twins, slashing 366, 366, 732 with an OPS over 1,000, nine games, 15 hits, seven of those, Uh, For extra bases, Uh, this is what Pedro Grafol has said of Luis Robert Jr. so far. Uh, Dynamic talent, just dynamic player. Uh, This is who he is. This is who he can be. I love everything he's doing at the plate. He's shrinking the strike zone. He's getting good pitches to hit. And when he does that, it's pretty special to watch. 
Uh, we have to keep him healthy, which is very important because he goes out there and shags balls like it's the seventh inning of the World Series. And then he plays like it. Uh, so, you know, Robert, and it was Mankata for a while. Mankata has cooled off. Uh, there's been some other guys that uh, I feel like, you know, continue to hit Tim Anderson, uh, one of them. Uh, it didn't happen on Sunday. We'll get to that in a little bit. But unfortunately, you know, the Sox just can't put everything together right now. You know, I, they're hitting. They've been scoring runs. They've got the offense, not so much the power. I'd like to see more home runs, that's for sure. Uh, but they've been putting offense together. Uh, unfortunately, like they can't put the pitching and offense at the same time. Uh, wasted a Kopech outing on Sunday after Saturday's game in Pittsburgh. Uh, Clevenger on the hill. This is what Pedro Grafol uh, said about the starting pitching for the White Sox. I like our starting pitching. Uh, these guys have done it. They're going to do it again. It's just one of those stretches. That's all. Everybody goes through it one time or another during the year. We just happen to go through it right now. Uh, and uh, it has been up and down, especially from a guy like Lucas Giolito, uh, Lance Lynn. Uh, obviously, Michael Kopech had that horrible home opener where he most likely was tipping pitches. So how would he bounce back uh, on Sunday? We, we needed to see uh, the Kopech that uh, – we were kind of promised, and he delivered. He absolutely delivered. His velocity looked up, more movement uh, on his pitches. Through five innings on Sunday, uh, just one hit, uh, two walks, and an earned run. He was at 81 pitches. Uh, the sixth inning, if you didn't watch this game, and maybe it's sitting somewhere recorded, you've, I'm sure you've seen uh, a lot of the highlights uh, or lowlights by now of that sixth inning. It was a crazy sixth inning, particularly uh, because of, uh, you know, a bench clearing situation. But uh, things were starting to spiral for Michael Kopech in the sixth. The pitches were uh, piling up. There was a shift violation on Elvis Andres. You know, this Pittsburgh series, it felt like, you know, something's different with the game of baseball these days. Uh, there were pitch clock violations. There was the shift violation. There was stuff happening, especially on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it just felt like finally, it, you know, this year, this is this is weird. This isn't the baseball that I'm used to. Um, so there was a walk and there was a base hit uh, given up by Kopech. You know, Pittsburgh, like San Francisco, hitting mistakes. When our pitching has made a mistake, uh, the opposition has made Sachs pitching pay for it. Uh, so then you've had this O'Neill Cruz and Sebi Zavala situation that uh, is probably blasted all over social media. Uh, any baseball fan is aware of it because of what happened to eventually Cruz. Uh, Cruz was was coming down the line on contact from third base. There was nobody out at the time, uh, and it looked like Cruz just slid right into Sebi Zavala, who wasn't necessarily blocking the plate. You know, I think it was legal. Uh, it was just an odd choice, uh, uh, odd sliding technique, I should say, by uh, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, Cruz got hurt. Uh, Zavala's barking at Cruz. Uh, benches cleared. Uh, we'll get to Kopech's perspective in a moment. Uh, that all settled. And, and Michael Kopech was hot. 
Uh, and, you know, he was still, you know, he was still in good shape. You know, I think he could have continued to pitch the pitches, uh, the pitching amount was getting up there on his arm, but we still needed him in the game. And, and he can, you know, he's got a bit of a, a temper. There's some emotion with Michael Kopech and he was able to calm himself down. Uh, the umpires had a tough game on Sunday. There was a, a replay reversed and a Tim Anderson force at second uh, that he dropped the ball in the, in the transfer. So they, tr- the, so they switched it from being safe to out. Uh, and then Kopech was able to buckle things down and uh, get a strikeout to end the inning. You know, you're, we're going to go past this and, and very disappointing on the loss. Uh, but I think this was big for Michael Kopech to be able to compose himself with everything that happened in that sixth inning. It was a wild sixth inning. And to not give up any runs. There were runners on the corners with nobody out. And the Sox were able to manage, uh, you know, to get out of that. And Kopech, with all the emotion, with the bench-clearing situation, uh, he was able uh, to stay focused. So, again, an individual performance that we're highlighting. Want to see the whole team now. Want to see the whole team on a roll for several games. But Michael Kopech's final line, six innings, two hits, one earned run. Uh, three walks, five strikeouts. He threw 102 pitches, and his season ERA is 6.75. Uh, bullpen provided two clean innings. Hey, Jimmy Lambert, another solid showing. He's looked very dependable so far this season. Now, here's what Kopech said on the cruise slide and bench-clearing situation. This was per Daryl Van Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times. Bottom line is we don't want to see anyone get hurt. It was a late slide, and we weren't happy with the slide. Uh, We let that be known to Laz Diaz, who was the home plate umpire. Uh, Santana didn't like what he was hearing. For the most part, we were trying to de-escalate the situation. Tough situation to see. I tried to turn Sebi around, try to get him calmed down. And then as Sebi's back was turned, Santana had some choice words for Sebi. We had some choice words for him. He put his fist up like he was ready to fight. I'm not looking for a fight there, but everyone is looking for a fight until someone wants to fight him back. Uh, Things really escalated. Somebody from their dugout put their hands on me. I'm not going to start things, but I'm going to finish them. I'm not happy with the situation. We'll say it's the end of it, but from my perspective, it's on them. Uh, here's Grafol on Michael Kopech's actual performance Sunday afternoon. From my view, he had great rhythm, incredible tempo. He was aggressive. He was the Michael I've seen for a long, long time. The rhythm was really, really good from both the windup and the stretch. He did a lot of good things, and he made a lot of good pitches. The way he composed himself throughout the ball game uh, was really, really good. When he got into some trouble, he was able to make pitches and get out of it. Extremely encouraged by his outing. Now he's got to take these four days and work hard and replicate this thing five days from now, six days from now. Uh, Well said by Grafol. I think he can really take a lot of good things from that, despite the Sox losing. Uh, Sox offense had absolutely nothing going on. I mean, there was something. I mean, they had some chances, don't get me wrong, but really nothing like what we have seen uh, you know, o- over the last two games in Pittsburgh with all of that offense, uh, fifth inning, uh, Romy had stole second base with the Sox are a stealing machine, uh, this year. You had third and second one out, Zavala struck out, Elvis got uh, completely hosed by the uh, Las Diaz behind home plate, I thought, and then eventually he flew out to center field, uh, seventh Las Diaz again with a called strike on Grandal. 
Uh, Diaz had a tough game behind the home plate in my mind. Uh, Sacks offense, zero runs, six hits on Sunday, zero extra base hits, zero walks, and we're 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. So uh, Sacks, again, they just, you know, they have not been able to put the explosive run scoring offense and dominant uh, starting pitching together. And we haven't really had too many dominating performances by our starting pitching. And we know about the bullpen. Uh, it's just hasn't been consistent. It's an either one or the other situation highlighted uh, by individual performances. Well, at least this guy did well, or, you know, we had a, a good outing by that person. I, I need to see some whole team efforts. I need to see the Sox string some wins together. Uh, Mike Clevenger, he didn't have his best stuff, but he gave the Sox a chance and their bats did the rest on Saturday. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Hey, I'm really excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Uh, Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Uh, Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want to. Uh, Now is your chance to prove that you can be more competent than our very own Rick Hahn. No guarantee that you'll have as much job security, but it will be fun to have a seat at the table over and over again. Uh, Hopefully you can set the market and be proactive instead of reactive. Locked on White Sox listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Uh, like that Stars app just to watch one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Uh, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and if For any you don't want to pay for, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB on Saturday uh the Sox uh, they exploded 11 runs uh, beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 11 to 5 let's talk about Clevenger uh he was pretty good in Houston I didn't think he was terrible at all uh in uh, in Pittsburgh you know the thing about Clevenger when going from Lucas Giolito on Friday who threw a lot of just straight stuff no movement Clevenger's got a lot of movement on his pitches, and he was painting the corners early, uh, 93, 94, up to 96 miles per hour. Uh, He kept the changeup low. That sat around 88 miles per hour. But again, corner stuff, moving in and out, opposed to the middle middle, uh, which again, opponents are absolutely mashing uh, those mistakes, as they should. 
Uh, two out runs have been a problem as well. Our pitching loves to give those up. Pirates did get on the board early. Uh, third inning, uh, the pickoff situation, pitchers trying to pick off uh, to second base. That was something that was problematic in spring training. I thought it was going to get cleaned up. Again, it's early, but something that uh, Griffol and the staff need to focus on. There was a, a pickoff attempt at second. Bad throw by Clevenger. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, had a guy on third with only one out. Sack fly. They manufactured a run. It was 5-2 sacks. Uh, Pittsburgh with their second stolen base of the inning. The other thing with Clevenger is you can steal on Mike Clevenger. Uh, thankfully, no further damage was done. So cleaning up those pickoff moves, and, and Clevenger's got to be quicker to home plate because everybody around the league is running, uh, not just on Clevenger. They're just running. Stolen bases are up in attempts for sure. Uh, Clevenger had 65 pitches after four innings. Uh, in the fifth, he, he gave up a leadoff uh, walk, and then there was a base hit. So first and third with nobody out. Uh, a sack fly made it six, three sacks, another stolen base, and then a base hit by Santana. It was six, four sacks uh, after six, sorry, heading into six. Clevenger had 84 pitches on the arm, uh, left, left a one out double out there. Uh, and that was it. It was bullpen time. Joe Kelly came in and he had a huge strikeout of Cruz to prevent a big inning by Pittsburgh, something that we saw on Friday, unfortunately. Clevenger's final line, five and a third innings, uh, eight hits, four earned runs, a couple of walks, only one strikeout. Uh, Clevenger is 2-0 and on the year with a 3.48 uh, ERA. A bullpen on Saturday against the Pirates, three and two-thirds innings, two hits, only one earned run, a walk, five strikeouts, and a home run. Uh, this is what Clevenger had to say after the game. It was a battle, uh, kind of struggling to get the heater to drive straight. Uh, I was kind of leaking a little bit, but some really good defense behind me and lucky to have this offense behind me to make it more comfortable. So that is the other thing with a good offense. Uh, you know, if you could be serviceable on the mound and this Sox offense is clicking, which it didn't, unfortunately, on Sunday, but on Saturday it was. Uh, it, it can eclipse uh, some uh, errors uh, on the mound, so to speak, some mistakes. Uh, Sox offense, man, in the second, they got things going. Uh, first and second with uh, no one out, and Yaz uh, grounded into a double play. Uh, Coloss with a base hit over the shortstop's head. Uh, Sox tied it at one. Uh, in the third, Tim Anderson had a leadoff double. Robert with a sack fly. Ben Attendee with a lazy looper that drops into short right. 2-1 Sox. Uh, it was a double and then some small ball, which was nice to see. Uh, this past offseason, there were some really great articles uh, with Castro, our hitting coach, and, and Johnson, the assistant hitting coach, and Mike Tosar, who is helping out, about trying to get White Sox hitters to be better prepared, you know, and they worked on taking pitches. And I thought we saw on Saturday a White Sox team that was very prepared for what they were going to face uh, on the mound with Vince Velasquez. And obviously we know Vince Velasquez pretty well. Uh, Sox were 11 for 11 in stolen bases. Uh, they had their third uh, inning of Saturday's game. That was uh, up until that point. Uh, the, again, White Sox are the only team that's running all over the place, but that hasn't really been something the Sox have done in years past. And Pedro Grafol has got these guys aggressive. Uh, Vince Velasquez for Pittsburgh uh, had movement, but you know his pitches were flying all out of the zone. 
And this is that conversation about taking pitches, being patient. Uh, Andrew Vaughn had a walk. Sheets had a walk. Bases were loaded. You know, Sox could really make it hurt at this point. There was a wild pitch, and Ben Attendee scored. It was 3-1 Sox. Lengthy at bat for Yaz. He had a base hit up the middle, which was good to see that patient uh, at bat pay off. Two runs scored, 5-1 Sox. Velasquez, 75 pitches, could not get out of the third. He had three walks on his tally, three hits and four runs. Fourth inning, Robert continues to mash. He had a double. Uh, You know, Sox had a three-run lead on Friday, and we're in the same situation on Saturday uh, in the fifth. So I just was hoping that they could continue to pile on more because we saw what happened on Friday. Uh, Andrew Vaughn had sheets on with nobody out. Uh, Yaz was hit by a pitch. So you got bases loaded. It's that stomp on throats mentality. Oscar Colas struck out. Elvis with a sack fly, though, to make it 6-2 sacks. Uh, only managed one run in that situation. But seventh is when the sacks really broke it open. Uh, Yaz continues to hit. Andrew Vaughn was at third. Uh, Yaz at second, one out. Uh, again, you need some insurance runs. You got to continue to tack more on with just a two-run lead at that point. Colas delivers with a base hit. Uh, Elvis kept things going. It was eight four socks. I thought Pedro Grafol in that situation, letting Oscar Colas hit with a left-hander on the mound instead of maybe bringing in Romy Gonzalez, who's a right-handed hitter, that showed a lot of confidence in Oscar Colas. He is not going to be just a platoon guy. He can he can hit left-handed pitching. And what Colas did there, I thought was a big confidence boost moving forward. Uh, Tim Anderson with his uh, with the fourth hit in the row in a row, it was nine four. Then Robert had the fifth hit in the row in that seventh inning, made it eleven to four. Sacks offense, eleven runs, fourteen hits. Only two of the hits were for extra bases, though. Uh, three stolen bases, three two out RBI. Uh, Sacks walked six times and struck out six times. Not a bad ratio. Sacks were seven for 16 with runners in scoring position. Where was that offense on Sunday? Uh, Vaughn, two for three, uh, two walks and four runs scored. Mancada's first game of the season without a hit was on Saturday. He had another rough one uh, on Sunday. He's got to pick it back up. Uh, I know he's had an electric start, but I can't have any, you know, multiple week uh, lulls from him. We need him uh, continuing to hit. Chris Kampka had this uh, on Twitter. White Sox have had 10 plus hits in eight of their first nine games this season, which is something they had never done in franchise history. Again, this was after Saturday's game. In contrast, they had 10 plus hits in only three of their first 19 games last season so you do feel like something is different offensively maybe not the home runs quite yet but they are getting their hits just got to put it together and got to do it consistently Lucas Giolito talking about consistently oh man Giolito turned in a miserable outing this past Friday and his explanations are starting to get way too repetitive Uh, more on that in a moment today's episode is brought to you by so rare Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transferring fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 major league teams. 
Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Friday's game uh, was a tough one because, uh, again, the Sox mashed. The Sox had offense. They jumped all over Pittsburgh's uh, starter, uh, Rich Hill. Uh, Sox lost to the Pirates 13-9. to uh, We've heard from Giolito all season long, want to go six. I, I want to go six. That's the job of a starting pitcher. Uh, he could not even go five. Giolito went four innings 12 hits in those four innings seven earned runs zero walks three strikeouts gave up two home runs what new he threw 77 pitches his uh, season era is at nine flat uh pedro in the post game i thought this was interesting uh he said i don't think he pitched that bad and then ozzy Guillen in the post game on nbc sports chicago said what game was he watching and I got to agree with Ozzy Gian. Uh, uh, Giolito, you know, there, there was some tough luck contact on Friday, but there was also these 80 mile per hour changeups that were just middle, middle that were crushed, you know, for extra bases and 93 miles per hour, middle, middle getting hit as it should. You know, Clevenger was around 93, 94, but he has some movement and he's nipping on the corners. Giolito is going right down Main Street, uh, and that has been a problem of Giolito's in the past, especially last year. You've got to mix it up. You do not have an overpowering fastball where you can just try to challenge middle. And your changeup, it does not have that butterfly floating movement. It is a straight change, and it is right in the middle. That has got to change. Uh, Deekman was in the game on Friday, a third of an inning, three hits, four earned runs. A walk, uh, can't blame Graveman or a hot uh, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, although he was clean on Sunday, Deekman's like hot and cold this year. My, oh, my. Wondering what's going to happen to him when uh, a healthy crochet comes back. Uh, bullpen on Friday, four innings, seven hits, uh, six runs, three walks, five strikeouts. Sacks offense exploded on Friday. Unfortunately, it was just wasted. Nine runs, 11 hits. Of the 11 hits, seven were for extra bases. Sacks were two for seven with runners in scoring position. Robert was three for five with two home runs and five RBIs. Hey, it's kind of difficult to hit a, a, a soft toss and lefty. I mean, it is. It's almost like a knuckleballer. Like, you've got to be patient. You can't try to overswing. Uh, and he he absolutely jumped all over Rich Hill, who could confuse some people. The Sacks had him figured out. A burger was two for four, home run and a double, couple of RBI. Uh, Tim Anderson, four for five. And Oscar Colas had his first big league home run on Friday uh, after giving up 16 runs to the Giants. Uh, Sacks gave up 13 on Friday, completely wasted a great offensive game. 
Sacks pitching, they've got some problems. Uh, they really do. There's a lot of inconsistency. Daryl Van Scoven had this on Twitter on Friday. Sacks allowed a little league grand slam to Reynolds because nobody was backing up third base. Uh, is it too early to worry about fundamentals? Uh, you might get some fandom gatekeepers that might tell you it's only you know, a handful of games into the season. Don't overreact. Or maybe, hey, you need to start reacting more. Obviously, you fan how you want to fan. But in my mind, when something like fundamentals has been talked about uh, throughout the entire offseason and throughout spring training by Grafol, like backup bases. I mean, that that should not be something we're saying, well, it's too early to worry about that. So uh, hopefully that gets cleaned up and cleaned up soon. Uh, this is what Grafol had to say after Friday's game. I don't have concern with the pitching. I really don't. Uh, these guys have done it before. They've done it for a while. Uh, obviously, there are adjustments to be made. They're working on it. But concerns, I don't. Uh, it's been a combination of a lot of things. We've left pitches up that the other clubs haven't missed. Uh, we've had a lot of seeing-eye singles and fly balls that dropped in. These guys are good. They're going to figure things out. I have full confidence in that. And it will be nice when they do and we put it all together. Uh, amen to that. Uh, I think we're all looking forward to that. Uh, that's something that... You know, you, you don't want this to drag on too late in the season. And you're looking at, well, we're now five, six games back in the Central. And then you start putting everything together. Well, maybe that first place team, whether it is the Twins still, they continue to put everything together. And they continue to roll. And they don't have lapses. And it's very difficult to play catch up. Now, there was a very confused and rattled uh, Lucas Giolito in the postgame comments. Uh, we've got to do a better job. Uh, we're going... Uh, we're going deep enough into games, especially me uh, on Friday. We've got to show that he has confidence setting us out there longer, but giving up a bunch of hits and runs is not going to get the job done. It taxes the bullpen more, so it's a pretty bad spot to be in. But the good side is it's pretty early in the season, and we've got to make adjustments. So Giolito saying the same things over and over, got to do a better job got to go deeper in the game like prove it buddy this is such a prove it season for him and uh, i need better from lucas giolito monday starts a three-game series with the first place minnesota twins they have a plus 13 run differential Sox were nine and ten against the twins last year four and six at target field uh, dylan cease on the hill monday afternoon has a three and four record with an era of 5.14 and 53 strikeouts in nine appearances against the Twins in his career. Cease faced the Twins twice last season. Combined 16 innings, two hits, zero earned runs, four walks, and 15 strikeouts. Uh, last time Cease saw the Twins, he came so very close to a one-hitter, or to a no-hitter. A no he had a one-hitter. Came so very close to a no-hitter. On September 3rd, Luis Arise, he is gone, but Twins pitching has been impressive so far. Team ERA, 2.48, that is second in all of baseball. White Sox, 28th in all of baseball with a 6.80 ERA. Uh, White Sox have a top 10 offense, but good pitching will beat a good hitting. Hopefully, the White Sox will have both pitching and hitting working in harmony in Minnesota. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. 
You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, tell the other Sox fans uh, in your life. Do appreciate that. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the very best. And fantasy draft strategies, find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever uh, you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, on the next episode, I'll recap Dylan Cease's performance against the first place Minnesota Twins. Hopefully be talking about a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox.